Jesus in the Heavenly Father, we bow this morning to thank you for the privilege to be with our brothers and sisters. Most of all, we thankful, Father, for the love that you have toward us. Yes. Pray, Father, that your spirit would visit us just now. Father, to be with our pastors that comes, make preaching easy for you this morning. Anointing afresh with your spirit. Father, help each one of us to examine our lives. Show us, Father, with your life the dark places that are still in our lives. Yes, God. So we can draw closer to you and we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all can be seated. We sang that song right there. It's a, I know that was a very new song, but just listen to them play that. I said, we're about to sing that. The glory and majesty of your name. Let's look at the page, the next song there. Look at page 123. Worthy of worship.
spot. Y'all sing a second verse. Here you go, ladies. Just you ladies. Sing it out. Here we go.
Look the page. And Bo mentioned this. Let's do this song. Here's another song Bo wants to do. Go tell it on the map. Look at page 258. 
Well, does anybody have anything before we turn over to Brother Steve? I know we had a different variety of songs this morning. Had a totally, totally different variety of songs. But it hadn't been good to be in the house Amen. It's good to be here. Does anybody have a word before Brother Steve comes up? It's good to be here. Brother Steve, you come and bring a message. Thank you, Brother Bo, Brother Wayne, Sister Marilyn, Brother Chris. I appreciate the songs this morning. And, um, I'm thankful for all that God's given and done. I thought about, I trust that you had a, a, a good Thanksgiving. I told Sister Kathy, I know that this had to be a tough Thanksgiving for her. Uh, and those that, I think any time a holiday comes up after the death of somebody, it's always tough. And, uh, but uh, the Lord has truly blessed and been good to us. I thought about it, I was eating Wednesday evening and Thursday and all the turkey that you could ever want and collard greens sweet potatoes and pumpkin pie and all that good stuff I, I thought about and I couldn't help but just uh, just bow my head and thank you for all that he had given and done. And you take that I can't remember Brother Bobby a Thanksgiving that I sat down and the, the plate, the table was sparse or there wasn't enough there but there's always been more than that see and i never want to take that for granted i never want to take that for granted and uh, uh not only that but the blessings that god gives us throughout the year and, and, and that that he does i just really uh appreciate all that he's given and done i love the church today i do i think about the church a whole lot um, I think about uh, not not only as the whole body of the church, but I think about you as individuals, and, and I love each and every one of you. Think about what you've meant to me in my life, what you've meant to the church, and um, what a blessing each one uh, has been. And uh, uh, but I need your prayers for just a few minutes uh, this morning, and uh, I would like to read to us some very familiar scripture in the uh, Gospel of St. John in the, eight, in the 15th chapter, 15th chapter of St. John. And uh, uh, as we begin to uh, ask God to give us something to uh, that, that he would have us to deliver to you. And I prayed to the Lord this morning. I said, God, if you just had it to be a testimony service, God, just help it to break out in testimonies. Uh, but whatever God leads, uh, uh, that's the way that I want to go. I appreciate the Sunday school lesson this morning and, and uh, made me think a lot more about what I need to be praying for and how I ought to pray. Uh, and get my wants and desires out of the way uh, uh, and, and, and get God's will, uh, pray that His will be done in all things. <clears throat> in the 15th uh, chapter of St. John, please remember all of them that are traveling, uh, that, are, that are coming home from Thanksgiving, get together with those that are sick and afflicted, be pray for them. 
in the 15th chapter of St. John. Uh, I'm going to read the 18th verse. This is Jesus speaking. He said, If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. And then I will skip down to the 20th verse. And it said, Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. I like the last part of this. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. And, and uh, I, I want to preach to us just for a few minutes. I, uh, we, we, don't like to, we don't like to rally around the word hate. I don't like that word. And, and, uh, uh, but nevertheless, Jesus here uh, stresses to the disciples uh, that they will be persecuted. Uh, and, and, and a lot of times I, uh, I wonder in my life, Brother Bo, I, I think about, am I really persecuted enough? And, and I'm not uh, talking about uh, just by the devil and the things that he does uh, uh, to, to aggravate me, but sometimes I look around and I think about the martyrs, those that, that, that died for the gospel, and, and I think, Brother Wayne, about how good I've got it. I've really got it. And sometimes I wonder if maybe if I'm make, not making the stand that they made is the reason that I get along good with everybody around uh, my community. But uh, I thought about this, and uh, uh, Jesus wanted them to know uh, uh, that he was hated uh, before they were. And, and for them not to be surprised uh, uh, when trials and tribulations and trouble comes and uh, they're persecuted, uh, that, that Jesus had already been there. It, it helps us a lot of times if we have something that we're dealing with in our life and uh, uh, we go uh, sometimes Alcoholics Anonymous or, or, or somewhere that helps people to deal uh, with a drug problem or a or, or pornography issue. Uh, uh, sometimes it helps to sit down and talk to people that have been through that, uh, especially people that have overcome it. And it gives us hope that if they can overcome it, that we can. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that that's one of the main things that a rehab program does uh, in that aspect is to put you with people that had the same problem that you have or that you had is to help you get over it. I've got good news for you today. Jesus Christ has been there before. Everything that we feel today, uh, every pain that you and I feel, every trouble, every trial, every tribulation, uh, Jesus knows all about it uh, today. He went further than you and I will ever go uh, in suffering in this, in this world today. I, I, I can't help but think about the message or the, 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 the midwinter Bible study when Brother Enos Stone uh, uh, taught on the price of salvation and he compared it to leading up to the time of the crucifixion of uh, the payments, the installments that Jesus Christ made leading up to him going up Calvary's hill and giving him his life. He went through a lot of torment, a lot of false accusations, a lot of abuse, 
But this He did because that He loved us. And so, I, today, <coughs> I want to encourage each and every one of us that uh, when you're hated by the world and sometimes even hated by our families as much as we don't like to think about that, there's some people that have family members that actually hate them. Amen. But I want you to understand today that standing on the Word of God and standing on the truth today uh, is what God wants us to do. And Amen. I appreciate what somebody said this morning uh, that it's important that they please God uh, rather than please man today. Amen. Amen. And so uh, what I'd like for us to <clears throat> think about here is that wherever we go, He's been there before. Now, leading up to this passage of Scripture, Jesus here is talking to His disciples. This was not long after the Last Supper. You can go back a chapter or two and you'll find where uh, uh, there at the Last Supper and Jesus uh, girded Himself and He uh, commenced to wash the disciples' feet. And uh, I, wanna, I try to put myself a lot of times in the disciples' place. We've read this Scripture. We've heard it preached. We've heard it taught on. And for the most part, we understand it. Amen. Uh, but you've got to put yourself in the position of these men that were sitting here with Jesus when these things were going on and and they were so confused and, and couldn't figure out why he was saying what he said. They couldn't figure out uh, why that he got down and began to wash their feet. I read of uh, Peter it was, uh, said, uh, you'll never wash my feet. And uh, Jesus told him, said, uh, unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. And so that changed Peter's mind. He said, not only my feet, but my hands and my head. No word, wash me all over. Amen. And, and so uh, Jesus here knows that his time is coming very soon. How uh, that he'll go and give himself a sacrifice uh, to the world. And so uh, uh, he's on a mission here in teaching the disciples these things before he departs. Uh, from this world in the bodily flesh that they knew him in. And so uh, here uh, he talks to them in the Last Supper and in the next chapter he tells them, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Amen. He said, for in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. See, they were, they were having a time and a, a real tribulation about them about Jesus talking about now you see me for a little while, a little while you won't and you'll see me again. They couldn't understand that. Jesus was making sure that before he departed uh, this world in the flesh that he got over to them what they needed to know. I can see Jesus here looking and saying time is getting close and, and just and then begin to just preach to them and teach them and, and let them know things that would be coming their way. I'm glad that the Lord didn't leave His disciples out in the blue about things, but He let them know what they should expect. What in the world would the disciples have thought if Jesus told them, said, everybody's going to love you and everybody's going to accept you. And the first time uh, that they were turned away or ridiculed, amen, they, what would they think? But Jesus warned them. 
Even here in this 20th verse, he said, remember the word that I said unto you. He instilled it into. And then just before this scripture that I read to you, he compared himself. He talked about the Holy Ghost, the Comforter coming. He said, I'll not leave you comfortless. God will send the Holy Ghost that will come. Amen. Boy, I'm glad we got that today. I'm glad somebody said, Preacher, how do you know? I can feel Him down in my heart. And I'm glad that I've got the Holy Ghost today down in my heart. Amen. Amen. Jesus let the disciples know that after I send back to the Father, amen, you're not going to be left here on your own, but you're going to be left by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we met over here at the church house and the Holy Spirit didn't meet with us, all this would be is just a gathering over here. But I'm glad today it's because of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Is the reason we're here today. How would we know how to sing the right song just because of the leadership of the Holy Ghost? When we know how to give the right testimony, it's by the leadership of the Holy Ghost today. Amen. So he told them, said, I'll not leave you comfortless. Amen. And in the beginning of this 15th chapter, he tells them, he said, I am the vine. He used something that they could understand. He said, I am the vine. And my father, he's the husband. He's the dresser. Amen. And ye are my branches. Boy, I imagine the disciples were looking at him and they were trying to put two and two together. Amen. He said, the branch that doesn't bring forth any fruit is cut down and it's cast into the fire. It has no, no use. A lot of times out there in the yard, Brother Wayne, I'll have a tree that's, that's pretty, but it'll have some dead stuff on it. And if I can reach it, I'll try to cut that dead stuff out and it goes in a brush pile. And as soon as they lift the no burn order, it'll burn. I want you to understand, he says, those that bring forth fruit, he says, I'll purge them that they'll bring forth more fruit. You know what purging is? It's almost like I can just see him squeezing us to get more fruit out of us. Sometimes I go to brush my teeth and the toothpaste, things like that. And, but if I really put a lot of pressure on it and keep going, I can get more toothpaste out of there than you thought could ever be in a purging for everything that it's got. And when it's done, I take that to you and I throw it in the garbage. When we're done being purged, we're going to glorify. Amen? Amen. But I want you to understand that, that whatever today that you and I are going through, don't let the devil convince you that you're the only one that knows what you're going through today. I'll be honest with you. There's folks that are going through some things that I can't, I can't conceive. I can't understand. And I'll tell them that. I'll tell them I can't understand what you're going through. I can't imagine what it's like to bury a child. And I, I just can't imagine that. 
But I'm going to tell you today, I'm serving somebody that's been there. <laughs> I'm serving somebody today that knows what pain is all about. That knows what suffering is all about. Jesus said, remember, remember they hated me first. Amen. Amen. Boy, I'm glad to live here where we live. I tell you, I hadn't had to really worry about anybody uh, coming down on me hard about my beliefs, about my religion, amen. Uh, I never have had nobody, even people that don't like it, even they might give me a, a bad eye, but uh, they never have struck at me. But the Bible teaches us that whatever we go through, he's been there before. He was scourged and a crown of thorns was placed on his head. He was mocked and sped upon. I've never been there. Never been there. I'm afraid the Adam man and me might come out. But I'm going to tell you, whatever you may be going through today, whatever you're facing today, he's been there. He's done that today. Amen. He said, I'm the true vine. <laughs> Amen. And my father is the husband. Amen. In the book of Luke, it said, Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Wonder why Jesus warns so many times in the different Gospels about this. Think about it. He went on to say, the verse after that, he said, Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. Boy, it's hard carnally for me to leap about anything that's going bad in my life or anybody that's saying bad things or tormenting me. It's hard for me to think about leaping. But he says, Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. Behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fa fathers unto the prophets. You see, folks standing against God didn't start when Jesus Christ was born in a manger in Bethlehem. But the hatred of God started way back yonder. You can go back to the beginning of the Word of God. The prophets were persecuted for, for their stand and for what they, what they said. A lot of them were, were killed. A lot of them had targets on their back. I can't help but think about Elijah. Amen. And what he would prophesy and Jezebel could not stand him. I believe it'd be safe to say that she hated him in so much that she put a target upon his back and guaranteed by this time tomorrow that she would have him killed. Can you imagine how Elijah must have felt? Amen. No wonder, no wonder he sat down under a juniper tree and wished that he was dead. I'm going to tell you something today. They, they persecuted the prophets. They persecuted Jesus. 
They persecuted the disciples, the apostles, and don't think for one minute that they'll not persecute the church of the living God. Amen. 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 I'm talking about if we're standing on thus saith the Word of God. In Luke he said, Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Do you remember reading over Jeremiah one time where the prophets and the priests over there were saying, Peace, peace. Peace, peace. Everybody just live in peace. Where there was no peace. And the people ate that up. You have somebody on the television or maybe out here on the street corner anywhere and they're preaching that just do whatever you want just love God never preaching about the wrath of God folks will eat that up well I'm right here sure I want to know that all things are going good and I'm good Praise God. When those prophets begin to prophesy peace, 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 and everybody loved them. But when Jeremiah began to prophesy the truth, thus saith the word of God, it made them hate him. It made them hate him. Hey man, I'm going to tell you something today. Wherever we go, he's been there before. If you're not loved by everybody and you wish everybody loved you, let me tell you something today. Jesus knows exactly what you feel like. Amen. And it's our nature. And it's our, uh, it's, it's my natural man in me uh, to want to be liked and to want to be loved. Yeah, that, that, just, that just comes natural. Amen. But when we stand on thus, saith the word of God, not everybody's going to be your friend. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, this is getting bigger than I am. Amen. Over in 1 John, the disciple John said, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. Boy, I like that where he says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. A lot of folks today have given in to this world just to gain the love of this world. Amen. But Jesus says that we're chosen out of this world. We're not part of this world. Therefore, they will hate you and despise you today. Amen. I realize this ain't the kind of message that makes everybody want to shout. But I'm going to tell you this today. He's been there before. Amen. If your spouse don't understand exactly what you're going through, if your parents don't understand exactly what you're going through, and you feel like you're isolated on an island, and the devil's got you convinced that nobody knows what you're going through, and he'll try to convince you that nobody cares. But I want you to understand today that God knows where you're at. Do you know that He knows before we even ask Him what our needs are in our life? That, that's hard for me to comprehend, but it's true. He wants us to ask Him, but He knows what our needs are before we ask. 
I called Brother Bobby yesterday, I believe it was. And uh, I got thinking about that radio broadcast and I got kind of nervous about it. And uh, I called Brother Bobby and uh, I said, Brother, uh, I got something on my heart. Said, uh, we got the radio broadcast coming up the fourth Sunday of this of December. And, I, and before I could get it out, Brother Bobby said, Lord's already showed me that. Yes, preacher, I'll do it. <laughs> I said, huh? I said, did you know we had it? No. He said, the Lord showed me. See, before we even ask, God knows exactly what we need today. But He wants us to ask. When we ask, we're showing faith and trust in Him and we're believing that He'll supply the needs that we're asking for. Amen. Well, I'm glad of that. I'm glad it works that way. In John it says, The time cometh that whosoever killeth you, this is Jesus talking to us, talking to his disciples, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. You think about that. Have we not come down to that time? Are we not down to that time? Don't you think for one minute that a lot of these Arabics, Humas, the Taliban, I don't know what all their names are, but don't you think for one minute that what most of them are doing these things for, they're doing it for <coughs> their God. God. That's what they're doing. They believe that. They believe that. Jesus said, there'll come a time when they'll kill you and they will believe that they're doing God's service. Just because it ain't happening right here in Bluff County, let's don't ever lose sight that it is happening. Yes, Amen. It is happening. All around. I can't make myself watch when they televise an execution a barbaric execution that the way they did it over there. But they think that they're doing God's service. There was a lot of people back over here in this time that thought, that thought by killing the prophets, by killing the disciples, the apostles, by hanging Jesus Christ on the cross, that they were doing God's service. But you see, Jesus warned us of this. So don't ever take for granted when a Christian is killed because they're a Christian. Amen. And just know that he's been there before. He told us it was coming. He knew all about it. Jesus said, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Sometimes I can't grasp the love that God has for you and I today. But when I look out the window, and I see the birds, and I see them flying from limb to limb, coming to our bird feeder, 
picking stuff off the ground. And I think to myself, Brother Chris, if he takes care of these little creatures and we know that we have a living soul, what does he think of us? <coughs> How much more does he think of you and I today if he takes care of all these little creatures? Amen. He knows what you and I are going through. He knows every need in our life. I like this verse here, and I'm fixing to close. Jesus said over in the book of John, He said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. Boy, if there was anything in the Bible that would give us a reason to be on shout ground, that verse alone ought to make us jump benches today. Amen. I have overcome the world. You're going to face tribulations and trials. Amen. I wish I could preach that everybody's life was a bed of roses. Amen. But I would be a false preacher and a false prophet if I preached that. But I'm glad today that because he's overcome today, it makes you and I more than overcomers. Amen. Sometimes I think, when I start thinking about why me personally, why I'm not persecuted anymore than I am, and maybe I'm being persecuted more than I am, I don't know. But I get to thinking about it, I said, what would it be maybe if I took a stance against abortion? Most everybody knows how I feel about abortion, but I don't go out and broadcast it. Maybe, maybe people would dislike me more and persecute me more if I took a stance against legalized alcohol in my town or county and took a stance for it or against it. Maybe I would be disliked a little bit more. Maybe I'd be persecuted. Maybe I would be seeing some of these things that Jesus warned his disciples that they would see. God forbid, maybe we stand against homosexuality. Boy, that's a sour subject. We've got it in all of our families. But maybe we would be more persecuted if we took a stand against that. A lot of times I never try, I try not to stir the fire up. If I know I got somebody at my house that believes a certain thing, amen, I try not to stir it up. Try to be a peacemaker. But how would I stand if somebody blatantly came to push their beliefs on me? How would I stand? Would I be willing to take the persecution that would come? I'm going to say this in closing. John the Baptist was sent to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He came preaching Jesus Christ. He said, I baptize you with water, but one comes after me that will baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire.
John stood for what he believed. Evidently, Herod had an affair or took his sister-in-law to wife, Herodus, his brother Philip's wife. Now, John could have left that alone. John the Baptist could have left that alone. He could have just said, Herod, you're living in sin, which he was. But when he said, Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. That hit home. I'm talking about hatred today. Listen. And it made Herod so mad that he put him in prison. Don't think he had intentions of killing him, but he put him in prison. One of the reasons the Bible says that Herod didn't put him to death right then was that he feared the people because they perceived John the Baptist as a prophet. Well, one person it made him mad, more mad than it did Herod, and that was Herodias, Herodias whatever her name is. She despised John the Baptist for bringing that to the surface. She despised him. And we know that her daughter went, danced before Herod, before that congregation of people there at that birthday party, and it pleased Herod. And I can't help but believe that Herod had a little bit too much to drink, because sometimes when your mind's not exactly right, you'll say things that you wish you didn't say. He enjoyed her dancing so much that he said, whatever you ask, I'll give you. I believe that was the liquor talking. And by the leadership of her mother, the young girl came and told Harry, said, I want John the Baptist's head on a charger. She did not say, I want John the Baptist beheaded and just left it bad. But she hated John so bad that she wanted his bloody head on a plate as a trophy. I'm going to tell you folks today, don't be shocked when the world hates us today. If you want to know how bad they hate us, just turn on Turn on the news every now and then and just see what they say. Mm -hmm. The Bible says there'll come a time when they'll call good evil and evil good. If you stand for what's right, you will be accused of being evil. Amen. Someone that would have the nerve to stand against abortion, they're women haters. That's what they say. Anyone that would have the nerve to stand up against legalized alcohol in our community, they don't want our community to grow, they want our schools to go broke. Evil. Anybody that would stand against or make a profession against homosexuality, They don't love God because God loves them. They're evil. 
special things. Just remember when you make a stand, wherever you go, Jesus has been there before. He's been there before. I love each and every one of you today. I hope that though this wasn't a mountaintop message, I hope that it has let you see not to be surprised when the world hates you today. Don't be surprised when what you have been taught and what Jesus has taught you was good that other people will call evil. Well, other people will call bigoted. Other people will call self-centered today. And just remember, Brother Roger, that Jesus was accused one time of being of Jezebel the devil. Jesus was the farthest thing from that. He was accused of being part of it today. And remember today, wherever you go, he's been there before. I've had old preachers that I've gone to, maybe, maybe something come up in my in my ministry life that I was struggling with or something happening. And you'd go up to an old pastor that had been pastoring churches for a while. And a lot of times they'd say, been there, done that. They was letting you know. This ain't their first rodeo. Might have been my first, but it wasn't theirs. And it gives you, it gives you some assurance that, Lord, if they could make it through it, if these men could make it through it. I've heard tell of pastors telling me things that happened in their church and I, that I probably would just crawl up under this altar and disappear. But he said, God brought us through. Amen. Amen. And whenever you go to somebody and you're trying to explain to them what you're going through and they don't understand, you remember that God does understand what we're going through. Come this is all. Amen. If everybody will stay. 609. 609.